this morning about two topics. One is a little longer than the other. One quickly, one a little longer. The quicker topic is a discovery I made this year. I just came from Abris and I said over this discovery for many, many years I was confused about something irons. And this year I discovered a Sifornu that like fired me up. I never told Shimmy Schiller. Anything I know basically I've told Shimmy. This Sifornu, Schindler, this Sifornu I never told you. I told Revezi for the first time ever this morning. This before, and you have to know this. For many years, I was intrigued by the Isser Daraisa to get a tattoo. In the past week's Parsha, there's an Isser Daraisa to get Sardis Kaka tattoo. It's a Machloikis Rishonim what the Isser is. Rashi learns the Isser Daraisa is not to write on yourself, it's to write and to sink it kivoli into the skin. So you write and make cuts. Now it's a Machloikis Rishonim if the order matters. Rashi learns either order. It doesn't make a difference to order. You can either first make holes in your skin and then put the ink in there, or you can put the ink and then make holes and the ink seeps in. Either order. The tour and the Rambam is, are both mashma. The tour is the, in the, in the Piskei Arash and Makastav Chav Gimel is mivur that the order matters. If you first put the ink, then sink it in, you're not over. You have to first sink in the ink, you make scrapes and then you fill up the holes with the ink. That's the Isser Daraiso. So that's the sheet of the tour and the Rambam. I'm sorry? Yes. But the tour and the Rambam says the order matters. The, ra- the, the order matters. Rash the order doesn't matter. But for many years, I was very intrigued. The Torah asked her tattoos, what is the psychology? What does a person want a tattoo? And what is it that Hashem's forbidding? I was very confused about it. I once read something somewhere that I didn't believe that it's beautifying the body and being too into body. The body is very, very, very important. The body is unbelievably important. To take care of your body is unbelievably important because the body is the partner with the neshama, two partners we have that serve Hashem. And therefore, of course, you have to take care of your body. But a person's too into body to the exclusion of other things. I once saw that Xavius Kaka is like too much beautification of the body. The reason I'm skeptical is because if you observe who does the Xavius Kaka in the world, who does tattoos, it looks like it comes more from anger. It doesn't look just the nature of who puts on tattoos. It's hard to say they're beautifying their body. Is that the motivation? I'm not sure. It could be. I once saw in an Akron such a pshat. It could be. I want to offer a different shot in why Hashem forbade. We do what Hashem says loyally, but Hashem wants us to think about His mitzvahs. And I want to offer a theory why Hashem answered tattoos, what a tattoo is proclaiming, and why Hashem answered. This year I found the Sifornu. It's exciting stuff, Ozzy. For many years I was confused by it. I used to think it had to do with destruction. Angry people seem to put on tattoos. It's some macho of hurting your body and the Isser of tattoos you're not allowed to hurt yourself. The Chi of Fakir to take care of your body it has to do with hurting your body. It is put next to scraping your body for a mace which is certainly not to hurt your body. It says about if, for a mace don't 
cut up your body. The Amorim used to cut their bodies for mace in anguish. They would scratch their bodies. And the Yid, your Banim Lashem, your princes, were the children of Hashem. Lachem Ruyim Liyais Noim. You're supposed to be good looking. You're supposed to be look in a good way. You shouldn't scrape up your body. So I thought maybe a tattoo is destructive. Judging on the people who seem to get tattoos, it looks like there's an element of anger, an element of saying, I'll hurt my body. They put something in. Maybe. That's what I thought. What? Tough guy or a sad, yeah, something of that nature. And the answer is you're not going to hurt your body. So I never understood. I'll, do, I'll tell you a funny story. They asked an NBA player one guy came into the league and had no tattoos it was a chiddush and they asked him why he has no tattoos he said did you ever see bumper stickers on Bentleys that was his answer which player was it was it Dwayne Wade I don't remember which player one of the players (laughs) one of the players said that I thought that was a good line but the Kitzur Advarim is I want to share with you this year Rabbi Sai. this year good line Aaron this this year, I saw a Sifornu that rocked my world. And I was at a bris this morning, so I said over this Sifornu at the bris Mila, because you'll hear why it's, it's, it's fit for a bris. Says the Sifornu, it's in a few words, he says that there's a whole bunch of mitzvahs that are all there to express that our bodies are there for a purpose. Our bodies have a mission to serve Hashem. That's the purpose of our bodies, to serve Hashem, to be loyal servants of Hashem. Says the Sifornu, in a few words, he's a Rishon. Every word is measured and important in the Sifornu. And he says that the Isser of Ksoives Kaka of tattoos is Lasseis Six words. To put a mark, an ice on our body. Besides the bris. All of us have a bris mila expressing our loyalty to Hashem. The bris mila is our tattoo, if you will. We all have a tattoo. We're tattooed with a bris mila, if you will. The bris mila that expresses a bris is a treaty. We are loyal to Hashem. We're sincere, honest, loyal servants of Hashem. People put tattoos, and you think about it, this is a Rishon, he doesn't need my askama. It's very accurate. People put marks on their body, they're usually expressing loyalties. It might be loyalty to a girl, it might be loyalty to their to their local team, to the team of their love. It might be to some bike, to some group of friends. They have a biking club. Typically, the main, the marks that people tattoo their bodies are expressing loyalties. You've done? The Shua Shombran, Shua, when you come back, tell me. So typically, when people put marks on their body, it's expressing loyalty. It's an ice on their body of a bris. Me and somebody else are bound but we're like bonds like, like they want to put something on their body my body and his body the word of the word of the word chaver means chiber connected they wanted something on my body some mark my bris some mark that says me and him are connected we're, we're, we're tied together so if I put on my body her name the team's name somehow that links my body to that it, it's a pledge of 
loyalty. Says the Sifornu, the Isser of Ksayv is kak, amazing. I never knew the support. I'm 41. Ozzy, I never knew it. You're not allowed to have any ice on your bratty, Movad Oisabris. Beautiful. We have no other loyalties we pledge on our body. We have only one loyalty we pledge on our body, a loyalty to Hashem. Yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. Now, I want to say something, Shmaya. I'll get that in a second. I'll get that in a second. I want to talk about that. I want to talk. I want to. An, I want to answer that question with another question in a second, Shmaya. But I want to say, Dave. I want to say like this. What Shmaya just asked is, let's say I've seen. I saw a bacher showed me a picture this week. I I don't know if he knew the parasha. This week, a guy showed me of a guy who showed me that a guy had Shmaya Yisrael and Tefillin tattooed in his body. So Shmaya says, here he's pledging loyalty to Hashem. I want to talk about that Tzviyayi. That's an intelligent question. Here Tzviyayi, the guy's loyalty is That's a Shmaya. What? Aaron, Aaron likes the question. It's a five thumbs. Yes, Shmaya. What a me, Shmaya, and I don't have a camera. Five times, all five times. The kids are at work with lions. See, yes, what is wrong with pledging allegiance to Hashem? Now, before we get to your question, I do want to say, whenever you talk about reasons for mitzvahs, and I'm telling you for years, I was uncertain the reason for the answer of tattooing, the Chinuch gives reasons for mitzvahs, and the Chinuch says that they used to tattoo for Avoy Dezerah. The reason I, why was I searching? Good, it's the end of search. They used to tattoo for Rabbi Dezara. What bothered me is mitzvahs are not outdated, never. What's the message of Daniel Kalish today in 2016? Today people don't do Now you could say, once God asters it, we follow Hashem. It's true. Tyre is ever relevant today. 2016. What's the understanding today? So it's true, back then they used it to pledge allegiance to Rabbi Dezara. But today I'm not doing that. So you could say, too bad. That's what they answered. Hashem answered tough luck. There's always, Hashem is talking to us today. There's some message to every mitzvah. I have told you before, mitzvahs have two components. They have the loyalty doing what Hashem wants. But in every mitzvah, we've said the Zayar has the eights of a mitzvah. A mitzvah, besides the command, is advice. It's talking to us and teaching us. Mitzvahs teach. In the words of David HaMelech, Machima they make the fool wise. They teach us. They make us wise. What about tattooing Chaim is making us wise? To me, it's this point. The only mark of my body of loyalty is the brismila. I put no other mark on my body. That's my loyalty. The masha would be, if a lady gets a ring from her husband and she wears a ring expressing she's married to a gay, she'd put on a different ring. It would take away from that ring. The only ring I have is a ring of loyalty from my wife. You don't have another ring on. Just loyalty to one and only to one. Loyalty to one and only to one. The word Kedushin is It's for this, not for anything else. It's fascinating that what does the word Kedushin mean? What does Kedushin mean? Isser, Hektish. A lady is usher to everybody else, only to him. There's something about being only to one. We are Kedushim to you. We are Kedush only to Hashem. That's our only loyalty to Hashem. Now, Baruch Hashem, loyalty to Hashem 
person has tremendous loyalties that it's mechayev. It's mechayev loyalty, your spouse, loyalty, friends, loyalty, your country. So this loyalty causes other loyalties, but it's our underlying loyalty, loyalty to Hashem. So that is the iser to have a tattoo, is we don't put another mark on our body. So Shmaya asks, how about if you tattoo something that's godly? Beautiful, intelligent question. Nady, I, like, I love questions like that. So, Shmaya, I want to say like this. This is what I want to say. There's really a question, the following question. Avram Avinu kept the whole Torah before he was mitzvah. He kept the entire Torah before he was commanded. He kept the Torah, even though he was but Avram Avinu kept the Torah, the Ramban says. If Avram Avinu kept the Torah, how old was Avram Avinu when he had a bris? 99. Kasha. Why didn't Avram Avinu do a bris meal earlier? He kept the whole Torah. What? He knew the rest of Tyra. So at 13, he should have done it. A cash up, I said. What if? He kept the whole Tyra. There's one of the 613. So he says the mitzvah, Effie says there was no such mitzvah till then. Till like he merited the bris. He kept all 613. Why not this one? It's interesting. It's interesting. There's, there's a deep... They're like, they're like five very important answers. Effie said a beautiful answer. He didn't merit it yet. There's, there's another... There's an approach. What do you do about a mitzvah that if you're not commanded, it's an Avera? Are you allowed to hurt your body? So you could tie in a bris unless you're you're not allowed to do. You could say, Ellie's sake, you can't hurt your body. You can't hurt your body. They had the ideas of the Lois say. Since he had the ideas of the Lois say, the ideas were still MS. So in lieu of a mitzvah, if there's no mitzvah, then you have no right to harm your body. The ideas are true. That's what Ellie says. There's such an approach. The two answers, yes, Yitzhak. It's funny you say that because it says that Mamre gave Avram Avinu some advice by Grismila. There was some uncertainty. Some Akronim say the uncertainty is what Yitzhi said. He didn't know who should give it. Good tiny Yitzhi. Rabbi said there are, two, there are two answers I want to share with you. One simple answer I've run into Brismila is which is it better to be commanded or not to be commanded and do mitzvahs? God said we passed in, Rabbi was uncertain. There was a Habni in Amaskana. We passed in God better to be commanded than not to be commanded. Better do when God said. So every other mitzvah he can do before he's commanded and then do again if he becomes commanded. On the bris he didn't want to do it before he's commanded because once you do it once you can't do it again. So he wanted to wait till he's commanded. That's what some Ahreinim say. He didn't want to do it earlier because 
The any other mitzvah, do it before Aaron and then do it again after you're commanded. Bris, you can only do once. So he waited till he's commanded. That's what. What? Okay, so then you had that. He's terrorist. There was reasons why he got the command. My question was, he kept the Torah before he was commanded. This mitzvah you can't do twice, and it's better to do when you're commanded. But the answer, all that is nice. The answer is what I want to say is to answer Shmaya's question. Shmaya said, let's say you put Shmaya's roll here, let's say you put filling on. What's wrong with that? The answer is as follows. All the others are in answer, this is the answer. A bris is an agreed upon treaty. You can't make a bris without each side agreeing. The nature of a bris is two sides agree to something. That's the translation of a bris. A bris is a treaty between two sides. You can't have a one-sided bris. Avram Avinu, every other mitzvah before you commanded, you could do. By bris, there is no pshat. Without Hashem saying, I want to go into a bris with you, there's no pshat in doing a bris. A bris means an agreement between two sides. That's the translation of a bris. You can't do a bris before the other side says, I want to make a bris with you. That's the answer to Shmaya's question. You have your own mark. You have your own mark on your body. That's not the bris Hashem made with you. There's one bris Hashem made with us. And it gets into, people always want to find their own ways of serving Hashem. I told the guys before that I once went to the Kaisalar in Avrami, and I saw a guy standing on a bima on a regular weekday and he was blowing a huge shaifer standing on a bima. And I relate to the guy. The guy's craving relationship to Hashem. He went to the Kotel, a holy place, and he's like trying to do spiritual things. What he doesn't know is the way to get close to Hashem is be loyal to what he asks. But I don't get it. I want to do. You want to do a lot of stuff. The greatest way to closest to Hashem is listen to what he said. Hashem told us how he wants the bris. What the mark of the treaty between us should be. For a person to make his own treaty, but that's not what the other side wanted or expressed or said. So the treaty has to be made in a way that both sides will mask him, had askama to. Hashem was mitzavah, make a mark on your body. That will be the ice bris, the sign on your body. Tremendous, tremendous mitzvah of Mila. A mitzvah that every single day we thank Hashem for. Where do we thank Hashem for the mitzvah and benching? The al on the bris that you put a seal on our body that you're connected to us, that we are connected to you, that we have special shaykhs to you, Hashem. Is the mitzvah of bris milah the iser daraisa? We just learned this morning. I'm 41. I only found it out this year. Oksayves kaka of tattooing. The iser daraisa of tattooing says a sifornu is that there should not be any ice on our body, any other mark of connection, of bond, of loyalty to anybody, milvad ois habris, just ois habris, just the bris milo. This is what Sifornu says, unremarkably. According to this, it's so gushmak, they used to have an avodizara, they wrote in their body to pledge allegiance to all other things. Today, I don't know if there's such an avodizara, but people write in their body, giving loyalty to other things. The only mark we have in our body is one mark. We all are tattooed. With the one mutter tattoo, the one chiv tattoo, our mark of loyalty, Tashem. That we're loyal to the Rabbi Nishlam, we're loyal Avdei Hashem. 
gorgeous. There's something I, I want to move on. So I do want to sing a song to celebrate the Sifurna that we learned this year. And and then I want to share something something else of gorgeous for the guys. But let's sing a song to celebrate that Sifurna. I know, I know, I know. Babies are still one
the bars before just to close to close with the, the bris to close with that people are at graduation about 700 600 people come and they see they see B'nai Taira they see six, 700 people are there and they see B'nai Taira blows their mind blows parents mind I it just, it just when they see the Bnei Torah, and it's hard to even define and describe what they're seeing, the parents. And I'll tell you the word that I that that that, that the yeshiva announces to the world. There are people who, as of Avde Hashem, there are people who think they have to say a lot or have to be very not integrated into life to be an Eved Hashem. The words of that song are simply I know us we Avde the Kuchabrichu are Avde Hashem. I know Avde the we are Avdei Hashem. Those are just a simple translation of those words. Yehuda, if for a few minutes you go to the office, they're, they're meeting guys, tell them about the yeshiva. I want you to hear about it. But Rav is coming in a few days, but I want you to listen to this. Okay? They're in the office. Right? In the office. So, Rabbi I want to say, I want to say that it's possible, and, and the yeshiva announces that normal, cool, with the teenagers, Gishmaka guys could be Avde Hashem. It's not something that's, that's um, that has to be loud about, or uncomfortable at, or not integrated in life. A person who's extremely integrated, who just seems to be walking amongst men very normal, holds down a job, is a family person, but there's just something about this person. What's his deal? There's something so precious, so elevated, so sincere, so authentic, so powerful. Oh, he's an Eved Hashem. He really follows the, the, the commands of the Rabbi Nishalom. And the look of an Eved Hashem is something that's precious. People see it, they're impressed. It says the tefillin, which is the mark on the body. We talk about the ice of the bris. It says there are two ice ice. Yid always has. His tefillin is called an ice and bris milah. And it says the nature of tefillin is people see the Yarumi Mecca and they are awed by you. When people see, it's not just the physical tefillin. When people see a person who lives authentic, what's his, is it just something about this person? He's a person who has a loyalty and he has a loyalty to Hashem. He really lives it, not, not by words, not by being loud about it, just in reality. His actions are measured and thought out and done in godly ways. People see the Yarumi Mecca, they have a massive respect for somebody. What's his deal? I want people to see Bakram and say, What's it? A guy sees you in the summer and you're the coolest counselor, a great ball player, fun, Gishak, and they say, But what's his deal? So people are going to see the whole door Golding is going to try to understand Yaki. The answer. That's the answer. You see somebody who's, who's he's regular but so elevated. The answer is Eved Hashem. It's a two-word answer, Eved Hashem. He's loyal to the to, to the mitzvah Hashem, really, really, but not by words, not lip service. Real, authentically. Rabbi Sadat 
the, the, that's the bris that we always have to remember, our loyalty is Atasha. I want to share, yeah, plan for one more bar Okay, maybe one more. You would tell me it's not? I'll end it in this week's parasha, parasha's Kedosh, in this past parasha we learned, was the mitzvah the Raisa to stand up for a learner of Torah. And I want to discuss this for a few minutes. Tzviyarye, is there any Pasuk in the Bible, is there any verse in the Bible that says to stand up when a Bible walks into the room? From your knowledge, you know of any such pasuk? No, excellent, Tzviyarye. There is no verse in the Bible that says to stand up in the Bible. You might say it's for good reason. You might say it would be a little strange if the Torah would say stand up for the Torah. You know, it would be a little peculiar for Rabbi to say, please. So the Torah does that. There's no pasuk, stand up for the Torah. Where do we know when the Torah, where do we know when the Torah comes into the room to stand up for the Torah? Everybody Please listen, Ari. Ari, could, I want the whole. Uh, are there guys down there? Call cool, everybody. Has to hear this first. that we know to stand up for the Torah is from a verse, a Pasuk in Kedoshim. It says, Mipnei Seva Takam Vadarita Pnei Zakein. Mipnei Seva Takam means an older man walks in, you're supposed to stand up. That's not locha. An elder gentleman, we live in a society covered as eroded. We're one of the last bastions on earth. One of the last fortresses in the world of honor, of real honor for a Yid. I love, people tell me, it's not, it's not like we even speak about it much in Yeshiva, but it's a place of honor. A guest comes here, everybody greets him. People say it, I never tire of hearing it, but I'm not surprised here. People say, everybody came up to greet me. Of course, you're a Yid. Sheta, what's the Chiddush? But we're one of the last bastions of honor. There's a Chi of the Rice of Covenant of Elders. An elderly man or woman walks in the room, you rise, you get up. An old person comes, you stand up. The Chi of the Raisa, it's a mitzvah the Raisa. We put on tefillin, we stand up for an old person. We don't eat chaser, we stand up for an old person. Chi of the Raisa is what they say, stand up for an elderly person. It says even the Gemara Kedushin, an elderly guy, of course, to give covet as well. An elderly guy, Kamar Patki, over Alayu. How many experiences did this man have? You give covet, an elderly guy, an elderly guy. Then this end of the Pasuk says, Vadarta Pnei Zakein. Give covet to a Zakein. Says the Gemara Kedushin, a Zakein means a Talmud Chacham. Zekana Chachma. So it says a mitzvah arise to stand up for a Talmud Chacham. Vadarta Pnei Zakein. A Zakein is a person who's acquired, who's carrying something, who's acquired something. Zekana, this person has acquired. So as a Chiv Daraisa, not only to stand up for an elderly person, to stand up for a Talmud Chacham. Says the Gemara, if you have to stand up for a learner of Torah, certainly have to stand up for the Torah itself. So which is more important to stand up for, a learner of Torah or the Torah? The Torah. Because it says a If you stand up for a learner of Torah, the source itself, Torah, certainly have to stand up. 
Ask the Ran, the Hale Garan. The Gemara says, How stupid are the Babylonians? That they stand up for the Torah and they don't stand up for the learner of Torahs. Babylonians, when a Torah walks in, everybody jumps up. But a learner of Torah walks in, they don't stand up. Says the Gemara, How foolish. Ask Elios, Manowitz, and the Ran. stupid that they stand up for the Torah, not the learners of Torah. If they, they would do the opposite, they would love the, if, the, if the Babylonians would stand up for learners of Torah and not the Torah, then they'd be stupid. Because they don't know that if you stand up for the learners, they stand up for the Torah. What they do do is not stupid. Wrong? Yes. Stupid? No. Why does it call them stupid? It's, it's clear in the other Gemara that it's more important to stand up to Torah. Because it says in Kedushin, if you stand up for learners of Torah, they say the Tukum, certainly the Torah, you see Torah is more important. So why does the Gemara Malkus call them stupid? So I want to make the following claim, Rabbi Say. Maishu Rabbeinu goes to the heavens to receive the Torah. And the angels say, are you kidding? Are you kidding? You're giving Torah to man? Us angels are much, much smarter. One angel has more Chachman in him than all human beings who ever, ever lived. He had all the Einsteins of the world. In one angel there is more wisdom than all human beings who ever lived all put together. So we understand the depth and profoundness of the Torah much, much deeper than a human being. They don't have the full understanding of Torah, nobody does. These angels that are unbelievably bright, they say Tashem Kadosh. Kadosh means Muftal, you're a woe. Kadosh a second time, Kadosh a third time. Hashem, you're Mavdil. But nonetheless, the angels have much greater understanding of Torah than we'll ever have. So Maishra Rabbeinu comes to receive the Torah and the angels are like, really? Really? To a Yelud Isha? To a human being you're handing the Torah? Us angels struggle with the depth of Torah. But us angels are better equipped to plumb the depths and understand at least some halakim of Torah. And you're giving it to man who has such a limited understanding? That's what the angel said. Maish Rabbeinu is in awe and fear of the angels. He grabs onto the Kisei HaKavod and Hashem says, Maish Rabbeinu, I want you to respond. And Maishu Rabbeinu says to the angels that the Torah commands to be good to parents. Do you have parents? The Torah commands to control your wants and whims. Do you have wants or whims? When Maishu Rabbeinu essentially said to angels, if the Torah was just the wisdom learned in an ivory tower, you would have it, not us. But the Torah is meant to transform people. It's meant to transform the learner of Torah. The very 
every word of her said Torah comes from the letters Hara. What does Hey Resh Hey mean? Pregnancy, to give birth to. Torah's power is to give birth to the Ben Torah. It's a gorgeous title that a learner of Torah is called the Ben Torah. What a gorgeous title. He's been born by the Torah. The Torah gave birth to him. That the Torah produced this person, the sincere, serious learner of Torah, who studied Hashem's wants, becomes a Ben Torah. He's literally transformed by learning Torah. His midas, his interactions, everything about him is different because he learns Torah. He's a Ben Torah. As the Rambam says, a learner of Torah has to be nicker, not just when he's in the base madras. He's in his achila, shesia, his masoman, his business has to be different because he's a learner of Torah. He's literally been conceived by the Torah. Ibazai Maishra Rabbeinu said to him, Could you guys change from the Torah? Could you guys be elevated from the Torah? Could you guys work on Midas Royce and Tivus from the Torah? No. So then you have no connection to Torah. The Torah was given to us and we're worthy of the Torah for what it does to the learner of Torah. Perhaps the stupidity of the Babylonians who stand up for Torah and not the learners of Torah is according the whole value of Torah and our whole right to have Torah and our whole reason the very Torah is amongst us. The Torah walks into the room and all the Babylonians get up. But then they don't realize the value of a Ben Torah, a learner of Torah. They don't stand up for a learner of Torah. They're fools. Because without the learner of Torah, that Torah elevates learner of Torah, we wouldn't have that Torah in our midst. It would never walk into our shul. It would never be amongst us. We only have the Torah for what it does to the learner of Torah. Perhaps that's why in the Torah it doesn't say to stand up for Torah. The greatest Kavadah Torah is understanding what Torah does for the learner of Torah. The best respect for a Rebbe is to respect his Talmidim. For he's only a valuable Rebbe if he produces Talmidim. The best respect for Torah is the respect for the learner of Torah. Because that shows the value of Torah that it produces precious people. Those that learn it are elevated and special. So that's perhaps the reason that the Torah doesn't ever say stand up for a Torah. Though certainly one should. But the Kavadah Torah is expressed in a much more profound way. Stand up for a learner of Torah. Understand that Torah produces a precious person. The learner of Torah is elevated. Those who study it with thoughts and minds to keep it, with the plan of integrated into their lives, with the willingness to be transformed by it. I've said many times that the first Kenyan of the Memches Kenyani is Talmud. Talmud means to be malleable. The word Talmud means to be a student, to be willing to be molded by. Malleable is metal that can be molded. To be malleable means you have to be a person willing to be a Ben Torah. You have to be able to say, the Torah formed me. I'm formed by the Torah. My decisions are based on what Hashem demands of me in the Torah. That's a Ben Torah. So perhaps that's the stupidity of the Babylonians, that they disrespect Torah, that they're standing up for in a deep way by not respecting the learner of Torah. So all of us should be zeichet to recognize what Torah does to the learner of Torah, to be counted, to be able to say on ourselves, we're b'nei Torah, I'm a ben Torah. That's a profound thing to say on oneself. I'm a ben Torah. I've been molded by the Torah. My ways, my thoughts, my actions, my interactions are molded by the Torah. I'm a ben Torah. All of us should be zeichet to be counted as b'nei Torah. Amen. Amen.